Yesterday, 1,200 runners and walkers participated in the 8th Annual East Avenue Grocery Run. It was a cool, crisp, sunny, non-rainy day, perfect for running and walking and even more perfect for raising money to support hunger programs throughout the city. When the numbers are finally totaled, the 2017 Grocery Run will raise more than $42,500, which is awesome. So, there you go. Those funds will fully support Third Church's dining room ministry and food cupboard, and will also support 18 other hunger and food programs throughout the city, including our partners at the South Wedge Food Program. Thanks to the dozens and dozens of those who make the grocery run possible, beginning with race leaders Ellen Rye and Jenny Hutkowski, to a fantastic leadership team, to the church staff and especially our sextons, and to so many of you who marshal and prepare food and organize, and then who run and walk and offer your financial support. It was a beautiful day and a beautiful event for a critical cause, and we are grateful indeed. I would invite you to find in your bulletins the unison prayer for All Saints Day. We shall say it together, and then I will have the honor of reading the names of third church members who have died in the past year. And as I do that, Sophie and Maddie Beach will place flowers in the vases on the communion table to remember those names we read. And following the service, if you're a family member or someone close to one of the names we read today, please do come and take the rose home and continue to remember and give thanks. Let us pray together the prayer in our bulletins. Eternal God, neither death nor life can separate us from your love. Grant that we may serve you faithfully here on earth and in heaven rejoice with all your saints who ceaselessly proclaim your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And so we remember Mary Forrest Garber, Joyce Elaine Wonderlich, Ethel Ann Moden, Elizabeth Winter Montello, Carolyn Scowden Kerr, Robert Tripp Norton, Paul W. Griffith, Pauline Culver Anderson, Marlene Cron Dewar, Barbara Carpenter Peachy Grace, Lorraine Helen Nitzman, John Wurlitzer Thoman, Harry R. Bilefus, Richard G. Crawford, Grace Long Gaston, Patricia May Trish Shaw, Sally Wheaton Gillen, 
Harry R. Nichols, the Reverend Charles Stratton, the Reverend James Marlette, Lucille E. Seal Rice, Joanne Potter Beale, Elizabeth McKee, and Mary Sue Jack. We remember and give thanks. Thank you, Sophie and Maddie, very much. Friends, our gospel lesson for the morning is from the gospel according to Matthew, the first 12 verses of the 23rd chapter. Let us hear God's word. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor of banquets and the best seats in the synagogues, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, the well-known Baptist preacher of an earlier era, a man named Carlisle Marney, offered an image that continues to resonate with me. In a famous lecture, Marney used a house as a metaphor for a person, a house. There are different rooms in the house, that is you, he said. There is a living room where you welcome guests, a kitchen and a dining room for eating. There's a bedroom where you sleep. And there's even a basement where you store your trash. I love that. (laughs) Then Marnie said, if you step out into the front lawn of the house that is you, you see something you didn't even know was there. You see a balcony. And on the balcony are some people, the people who have exerted good and positive and gracious influence in your life. Walk outside and look up and see who's up there on the, on the balcony looking down at you, Marnie suggested. Wave to them. They are your saints. Your saints. That's what we do today on this All Saints Sunday. We wave to our saints, our balcony people. Now, Presbyterians don't like quiet and worship all that much, but I'm going to invite us to do something. I'm going to invite us to close our eyes 
and find a place of quiet just for a moment. And in the silence, imagine your balcony and those who would be on it. And imagine yourself waving to them. Let's, let's try it. Okay, we can open our eyes. Who was there? Who did you wave to? A spouse, your parents, your grandparents? As I mentioned a few weeks ago, I continue to unearth boxes of things left when we moved hurriedly our parents' home in Ohio. Just a couple days ago, I opened a box of photographs from my dad's side of the family. Some of the photographs were 60 or 70 or 80 years old, and they were a treasure trove of memories and images. I think we tend to lock our parents and grandparents in at certain ages. But these photographs showed my dad's parents in their young adult phase, even before he was born. And then my, my dad as a kid and then as a young man, images I had never seen giving a depth and texture to my balcony people. There are others, of course, coaches who encouraged me, teachers who pushed me. There are ministers who influenced me, of course, long ago and recently, just as I presume there are those who influenced you in the directions you headed. But it's more than personal influence, as much as that matters. You're your balcony people, our saints, changed the world for good on grand scales and in small and simple ways. I attended a memorial service in Indianapolis in August, and at the reception, a woman approached me. Are you John Wilkinson, she asked. It depends, I replied. <laughs> And she told me who she was. Thank goodness I remembered her after 30 years. She was an elder of the church where I had served as a young seminary intern. Her name was Charlotte, and I remembered Charlotte fondly. We chatted for a bit, and then I told Charlotte I remembered her mother fondly as well. Her name was Helen. Helen raised a large brood of children under very challenging circumstances and did so with grace. And she served faithfully as a Sunday school teacher and as a church elder. But what I remember most about Helen was her unsung work with the program that our church ran for young women who were mothers at ages 15 or 16 or 17. And every week, Helen would come to the church and take the young women and their babies to a doctor's appointment or to a store for diapers or formula or just sit with them and let them know that things would be okay, that there was a community, a community manifested by this saintly one who cared for them, who would not judge, but rather who would support Helen is long gone now. Her name may be on a plaque on a wall somewhere or not. But she is on my balcony because of her humility and her faithful service. 
Yours will be yours, mine will be mine, but we do well to remember them, to wave to them, to rely on them, to lean into them. Now, I know we equate the word saint with holiness, and I don't want to lose that connotation, but what I want to do is redefine that term, holy. It's not so much a person who works miracles or who performs dramatic healings. It looks something like what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church. Paul Paul writes to them, as you know, We dealt with each one of you like a father with his children, urging you and encouraging you and pleading with you that you lead a life worthy of God. Now I know for some of us, the father imagery isn't all that helpful, but what about those qualities, urging and encouraging and pleading, particularly encouraging, to give someone courage? On my balcony is a college professor, gone now. He was not a churchgoer in any way. In fact, he was kind of bemused I ended up doing what I do. But he instilled in me lessons about writing and communicating and critical thinking that stuck with me all these years, even to this present moment, urging and pleading and encouraging me. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus denounces the people typically understood to be holy. We should remember that. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, he says. And Jesus then redefines what holy is. And in the process, he he helps us understand what a true saint looks like. The greatest among you will be servant. And all who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all who humble themselves will be exalted. Service, humility. Yours will be yours and mine will be mine, balcony people, the saints. But we do at the same time share some saints in common in this place, in our collective story. Their names might be on plaques or engrossed in stained glass. But more likely, over our 190 years of history, they taught a Sunday school class or drove a van full of obnoxious teenagers to a retreat. No offense, teenagers. (laughs) Or washed dishes on a Saturday morning. Or stuffed envelopes or licked stamps. Or led us in a difficult discussion on a controversial issue or quietly sat at a bedside holding a hand or humming a hymn. We read a list today to remember. We search our own memory banks to remember. Some are gone too sadly, some are gone too soon, some live long and fully and well. We miss them all. We miss them all and yet. We walk out on the front yard, and there they are, our balcony people. And we wave to them. We will sing with gusto and perhaps a tear in our eye for all the saints. It may be sentimental. It may be nostalgic. It is not, at least to me, maudlin or even remotely depressing. It is true to our faith. 
It inspires. It fortifies. It comforts. It encourages. Each of us and all of us. O oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen.